Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network, the 11th of November. And we're going to start the show with the Australian Medical Association Queensland President, Dr. Maria Bolton, who joins us this morning. This is off the back of the potential for GPs potentially shut down practices um, and leave patients in the lurch due to the tax grab by the state government. Maria, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, very concerning what is going on. Can we step through exactly, in, in layman's terms, exactly what the government is trying to do? Good morning. Um, general practices are small businesses and they're owned by, you know, mostly mums and dads and who work in suburban general practices all over Queensland. And, um, you know, general practitioners are actually the least maldistributed health profession in Queensland, so often they'll be the only health service available in in a town. Sure. And um, they'll do anything from uh, delivering babies through to, at times, you know, emergencies, etc. And so they're, they're essential to, to towns. And what's been happening is that, um, you know, as, as small businesses, we employ nurses, we employ receptionists, and we comply with all those employment laws. But um, GPs who work at most general practices work in a... Um, room lease arrangement where basically the practice provides them with a room with some administration support but the GP is free to to care for the patients in the manner that they want and you know they're free to set what hours they work um, and the patients are the GP's patients and what the state government has been doing this year and we've had a few members come through to us are very concerned that there's been a change in the interpretation of the payroll tax. And so basically these practice owners have been slugged with years of back pay for payroll tax for the GPs working in those in those clinics, even though they're not employees. The GPs and rent the room. The GPs rent the room. They don't own the practice. You know, that, that that's as clear correct. as clear. Yeah, correct. And um, and this follows a tribunal decision by New South Wales, which was handed down in July this year. And um, one of our members was actually approached uh, two days after that um, tribunal decision was handed down to pay back hundreds of thousands of dollars for five years worth, so they can go back five years. And another of our members was approached two weeks later with a bill as well. So, And the trouble is that, um, you know, GPs, as, as, as you well know, um, uh, it's really difficult to stay financial and to keep up with the rising cost of providing medical care. And, and you know, GPs have been amazing. Um, we we did 31 million COVID vaccines, which is more than the states, which is more than pharmacies. And uh, and we helped subsidise that because whatever we received from, from the government wasn't enough. And it is something that we did as a goodwill gesture to, to our patients and our community. Um, and then we continue to also care for COVID patients, which, uh, you know, as well, um, we are not well resourced to do, but we continue to do it. And yep. Medicare rebates for patients, they're woefully low. So whenever a GP bills someone, um, they are subsidizing that patient's care. So so there's no spare cash in general practice to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for, for a tax that has, you know, that basically has come up unexpectedly. And, and so GPs are faced with a terrible decision of, you know, what do I do about this, this bill and what do I do about this patient tax moving forward? Um, do, do I close my doors because, you know, there's no way I can afford to continue to do things the way I'm doing? Or do I pass that tax on to patients, which then becomes a patient tax? And, you know, nobody wants to leave their community 
Um, you know, we all love to do what we do. And that's, you know, the, the, the nicest thing is that there was a survey done um, uh, by the College of GPs and they found that GPs really love their job really love their job and they really love caring for their community. Um, but what we don't love is the fact that um, general practice and uh, parents' access to GPs has been so neglected uh, by both the federal and state governments for decades. And uh, and what we're seeing is this just terrible neglect and um, it's so short-sighted because, you know, for every dollar you spend in general practice, you save $10 in hospital services. Oh my God. So it's just nonsensical. Okay. We know the shortages and the dramas that are going on in rural and regional Queensland, and it's happening in the metropolitan areas as well. But can you explain to me then, and, and um, this is a very, very concerning um, situation, why bulk billing will disappear? I, 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 it's now I go to Flinders Peak Medical out of Peak Crossing, and been my GP forever and a day. I've got my GP out there, and they've always bulk billed. It wouldn't matter for my in my situation in the scenic rim. Um, but I always go there. Why? Why is it? Um, and, and and I'm I'm being genuine about this. Why is it that you know bulk billing will will go? Is it because of just how much money? Um, because a lot of these practices won't survive. Yeah, correct. And a lot of practices. Um, there have been some practices that have already closed down. So there was a tri TriStar corporate group who closed down, and it is because um, you know the bulk billing rate. So the Medicare rebates for patients, they were set in the 80s and um, they haven't come up, they haven't been indexed the way that they should have been indexed. And for example, this year, the indexation basically for a patient who has a standard consultation went up by less than a dollar. Um, and when you look at the cost of actually um, providing wages and CPI, etc., it should have been a lot more. And, you know, the the... Rebates should be at two and a half times where they are. And sadly, over time, they've just been eroded and eroded and eroded. And, and as much as, as GPs would, you know, would like to bulk bill people, it's just not financially viable in that. Yeah. Um, how are you going to pay for it for rent and staff and, and your insurance and your fridges, all those things? Like, how, how do you, and what people don't realize is that GPs are dependent on those fees. So, it's not like they get a salary from the government. Thank you, thank you. Um, that's it. There's nothing else, and and you know, with that's that's all they have, and and that that fee doesn't just go to pay the GP to you know pay their own mortgages, but it also goes to pay for the practice, to pay for all its expenses, and you know, to to build rooms, to have equipment, um, to hire nurses, which we know are essential to any general practice, especially especially in the bush. Um, because um, you know they do they do help uh, provide that lovely multidisciplinary care and um, and yeah that's that's a sad state of affairs and and uh, unfortunately in the federal budget we were expecting for them to realise that um, the one billion dollars that they promised with their election is just a starting point it's still not enough and it's not where it should be. Yeah, it's it's quite unbelievable. Can I um, talk to you about and and. What, what now? If if the government aren't going to, uh, and they're not going to backflip on this, is the real threat that? And I'm thinking of the bush here, um, Maria. Like, I, 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 is it that we could have more practices go down? The gurgler. Yes, that's that's the real threat, and um, and the state government has. They'd a know plan. this though. They would know that this like. 
there is a short. We have spoken to um, so many GPs um, and the rural GPs about the fact that we've got a shortage of GPs, not only in the metropolitan areas, but we know that there is massive dramas with the health system in, in, in rural and regional Queensland. We understand we can't afford this. Nobody can afford to have more GPs go. You can't get locums. They're, they're run off their feet. Every local GP in the bush can't get people, can't get a break. He's a one-man band trying to service so many. And, and the government aren't even helping that, yet they want to do this as well. Yeah, that's right. It seems that, um, you know, it's really interesting because I've got a family member who, who works in mining and he, he said the other day, I cannot believe how much stress gets thrown at GPs. Oh, ridiculous! Uh, rather than rather than helping general practice, and you know, and 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 towns need doctors. Um, we know that um, the state government has this idea of, uh, and I respect pharmacists. I'm a granddaughter of a pharmacist, but they they have this idea of putting pharmacists through some online modules and have them uh, diagnose and prescribe for chronic diseases that GPs take eleven years to train to be able to do. And and the sad fact is that there are more GPs in rural areas than there are pharmacists. So this is not going to help that problem. And uh, and we need doctors because we need doctors to be there in case of an emergency, in case of a baby being born that wasn't, you know, that arrived early. Um, you need someone who has that medical degree to care for that community. And we need to do everything possible to ensure that that is happening. And, and there's a few, you know, there's a few things they could do. They could, um, they could help fund uh, those general practices, like I don't know if you know, but mining in mining companies uh, in some places. So, for example, Thierry comes to mind. A few years ago, they used to subsidise the local general practice because uh, they needed they knew to have that, a GP there. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, you know, they, they could be helping out. They could also be helping out by uh, helping us to attract more junior doctors into general practice. So, ensuring that junior doctors have that exposure to wonderful general practices um, in the bush. And, you know, I, I spent oh, I spent uh, months at Proserpine Hospital when I was a medical student and they taught me everything I know. Those GPs manning that hospital taught me everything I know. And then uh, I ended up working in Mackay for nine years, yeah. uh, which is an hour south, which, um, you know, which because I had such a great experience at Proserpine. And um, the other thing is looking at those Medicare rebates because, not every patient. Patients are really, um, you know, there are a lot of vulnerable people and and people can't afford, not everyone will be able to afford a gap. So the government needs to look after those people who can't afford to pay a gap and they need to do something about these rebates that are woefully low. And, um, and you know, people need to recognise that as much as the GP would love to continue bot billing them, um, if if it's not set at the right level, it's just not possible to continue to keep your doors open. So, and the federal government needs to recognise that. Hundred percent. Yeah, they do, and they need to. This is the biggest issue in the bush at the moment is um, our health and our GPs. Uh, there will be massive, massive effects if this doesn't change, and people will move in a state. It's just as quick as that. Um, they just they absolutely will move straight away. And other states are considering payroll tax exemptions for general practice. And if New South Wales uh, introduces exemptions, you can just imagine the clinics will be at a competitive advantage. And you could imagine if you're on the Tweed and you had one in Coolangatta, where well, you'd straight away be going over the border, 
Gundawindi, Texas, it just goes on and on and on and the ripple effect will be just absolutely devastating for people uh, in the bush. Uh, Maria Bolton, uh, Dr. Maria Bolton, uh, thank you so much. Um, Bolton, thank you so much. Australian Medical Association Queensland President, we really appreciate you giving me some time this morning and obviously um, this is, we'll talk to you again because this is a ever-moving uh, issue and one that we want to stay abreast on. Thanks so much. Thank you. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. Susan McDonald, not far away. This is Rural Queensland Today.